This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. In 2006, Rhonda Byrne published a book based on her film entitled The Secret. This book went on to be a bestseller with 19 million copies sold worldwide in 44 languages. This book is based on positive thinking, speaking of the laws of attraction in metaphysics. The law of attraction is the name given to the belief that like attracts like, and that by focusing on positive or negative thoughts, one can bring about positive or negative results. Supporters of this belief use an example of a person who opened an envelope, expecting to see a bill, and then the law of attraction would confirm those thoughts and contain a bill when it was opened. On the other hand, a person who decided to instead inspect a check might, under the same law, find a check instead of a bill. Followers of the message of William Branham would be surprised to examine the book and this idea of laws of attraction. Many would claim this book was (laughs) plagiarism of William Branham's many statements on the subject in sermons like, Faith is the Substance, or When Love Projects. This book, The Secret, is the idea that we can project our thoughts that take blind leaps of faith to bring results in our favor. While some would argue that this idea is scriptural and that Christianity is based on faith, a deeper study of scripture would reveal something quite different. Christianity is faith in Jesus Christ not faith in faith or faith in ourselves to produce results. I recently watched the court trial of Jody Arias. Arias was accused and convicted of brutally murdering her ex-boyfriend, Travis Alexander. And the reason that this trial caught my eye was the fact that Travis was a Mormon by faith, a religious cult with very similar beliefs to the cult that I was raised in. To draw closer to Travis 
Arius herself became Mormon, and the trial of the Arizona court system revealed several insights into their way of life, although one can't assume that their lives were typical Mormon. But in this trial, the book was mentioned. Travis was studying the book, The Secret, and both he and Jody were practicing its teaching. In fact, Jody employed many strategies throughout her court trial, each taking the trial into different directions, but none of them succeeding. It interested me because it seemed as though both groups of religious faith attracted people to metaphysics, and both religions had a similar foundation. The teaching that is in The Secret is nothing new. We can find a trail of religious leaders employing or teaching its strategy for centuries into the past. Ironically, many of these men have produced cults, and many are accused of being high-level Freemasons. Like many in Buddhism, Kabbalists do not claim to be a separate religion and that Kabbalah is compatible with other religions. Some teach that Kabbalah is a philosophical system, and that this God that they described is the same God that you worship in your current belief system. A full study of the formation of Kabbalah will reveal this to be correct with every religion except Christianity. Kabbalah formed from Jewish mysticism, which was the result of pagan influence into Judaism from many different gods. These gods were not the one true God. And as a result, Kabbalah contains pagan practices of worship along with their philosophy. Interestingly, another name for Kabbalah, one much more revealing, is Torat Hasad. Commonly, that is mistranslated as the secret teaching. The proper translation, however, contains the opposite meaning, the teaching of the secret. The same name used in the book from 2006 is the same name given to the mystic religion that it was based upon. You'll find many of Branham's teachings aligning with Kabbalah, some of them so obvious that it's no wonder that Branhamism did not take a stronghold in the Christian community. Those who knew of this false religion would have fled its teaching. Kabbalah teaches that God is infinite light and that we are nothing but light vessels. In this teaching, we're made of the same light designed to project God's light onto others. In one of the sermons Branham preached that describes the Kabbalistic view of attraction, faith in action, 1955, Branham says this, They got an x-ray now that'll take your picture without any light. So the Bible says that your body is full of light. And we come to find out the old scientist that was a crazy, there's no light in your body, but the Bible said your whole body's full of light. And we find out today that your body is made out of light meters. X-ray proves it. It takes your own light from your body to take the picture on the inside of you. So God's right after all. Faith in Action, 1955. 
Interestingly, this mystic religion also teaches the healing powers of projecting that light. In Kabbalah, it is believed that one can project this light upon others to heal them of their diseases, and that if we use the secret, we can accept our healing to defy science. But those influenced by William Branham might claim that this is scriptural. And while making this claim, we must remember that our faith must be in Christ, not faith in faith itself. And we must also remember that Scripture tells us that the false prophet would work great signs and wonders before leading us astray. Like the Gnostics that were condemned as heretics by Irenaeus, Irenaeus as Branham called him, Branham changed the nature of Christ to support the ideas of Jewish mysticism. Under Branham's teachings of metaphysics and the laws of attraction, Christ was less God and more Kabbalah. According to Branham, those healed must also believe in the laws of attraction. In 1948, the angel of God, he says, Now if the people would have doubted him that he was the Son of God, that he was the divine healer, they could not have been healed. Even his prayer for them wouldn't have healed them. His hands would not have laying them upon them, would not have healed them. Jesus never took credit for healing anyone. He said, thy faith has made thee whole. Is that right? Thy faith has saved thee. That's Branham, 1948, the angel of God. But notice... While demoting Jesus Christ as less of a light vessel, Branham focused the laws of attraction upon himself to grant healing by faith in his own ability, not faith in Christ. 1947, faith is the substance. He says, as many times in a meeting, I'll take any cross-eyed child you've got in this meeting, bring it up here, listen, without even praying for it. And just let me look at it straight in the eyes like that, and I'll make its eyes come straight. It's 1947. Faith is the substance. But the Jesus that William Branham describes is not the Jesus of the Bible. The Bible describes a Christ that was fully God and fully man. One that was the Word made manifest before us. Christ was the light, but not the light of Kabbalah. We are supposed to look at His light, not our own. John 1, 1 through 1-5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not any thing that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The glory of Christ was like none other. Glory is only the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, 
and we have seen his glory. Glory is only the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. If you continue reading the Gospel according to John, you will find that the real Jesus is in there, not one that relies on the secret to heal. Christ was fully God and fully man, and God has the power to heal. John chapter 5 describes the sheep gate and the pool of Bethesda. And as Christ passed by, there was a man lying by the gate, blind and halt and paralyzed. And as he, he laid there for 38 years waiting to be healed. This man's faith was in the pool, not in Jesus Christ. He longed for the day when somebody would carry him into the water when the angel stirred the pool. But none would offer assistance. Verse 6 says, When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said unto him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm going, another steps down before me. That's John chapter 5, verse 6 through 7. But though his faith was in the pool, that did not stop Jesus Christ. He was fully God. Verses 8 through 9 in John chapter 5 says, Jesus said unto him, Get up. Take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and he walked. John tells us that this man did not know Christ. He was blind and he had never seen Jesus. He was paralyzed and had never traveled to see this Jesus of Nazareth. Yet he was healed. The man had no reason to believe in anything but the pool. He had no reason to have faith in Christ. And he could have even had faith in faith itself, but that faith was in the pool, not in the words of Christ. The Pharisees asked the man who healed him, and he replied that he did not know. John 5, chapter, verses 12 through 13 said, They asked him, Who is the man that said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn, and there was a crowd in the place. It was not until Jesus found him later in the temple that the man came to know Jesus. John 5, 13 through 17 said, now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn. There was a crowd in place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. And the man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. That's after going into the temple. This is why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them and said, My father is working until now, and I am working. John 5, 13-17 Jesus was given authority. He was not a vessel of Kabbalistic light, and he did not require us to practice metaphysics. 
John 5, 25 through 29 says, Truly I say unto you, an hour is coming, and we're here now, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father had life in itself, so has he granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all in the tombs will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. That's John 5, 25-29. The problem with this philosophy of the laws of attraction used in love projects and faith substance messages is that it does not glorify the Father. It glorifies ourselves. You'll find many in the Branham following that will marvel at the times when they accepted healing by faith, projecting faith, and some will attach themselves to these people as though they have some special superpower. I've heard accounts of multiple people who claim to have been saved by death from death through the teaching of William Branham. And they are repeatedly asked to give this testimony again and again. Each time they describe how thankful they are to this message. The words of William Branham. Thankful to this message for bypassing death. You don't find too many that describe how thankful they are to God, that God overlooked their sinful soul to offer them healing by the stripes of Jesus Christ. One told me that she was a cancer survivor. She could never leave the cult following because it was the following that provided her healing. Her faith was placed in the words of a man, not in the words of God. Her foundation is Branham not Christ. This ideology lifts another into a replacement for Christ. That teaching is Antichrist, and it comes directly from Kabbalah. Listen to the words of Christ at the end of, chap of John chapter 5, as he condemns people for placing their faith in their own power. <clears throat> Verses 44 through 47 how can you believe when you receive glory one from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from only from God? Do you not think that I will accuse you to the Father? There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me because he wrote of me. But if you do not worship his writings, how will you believe my words? If you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? They were worshiping Moses. Not only is this the laws of attraction, minimizing the power of Christ, it brings condemnation. Jesus said, do you not think that I will accuse you to the Father? There is one who accuses you, Moses on whom you have set your hope. Take those same words and imagine if Christ were here today. <clears throat> the people had lifted Moses into a level of reverence that was equal to God. 
and Christ condemned them for taking the glory that God deserved and giving it to one another. If we replace Moses with Branham, in that same sentence, we can easily see that we've fallen into the same idolatry. Christ is our hope. Christ is our healer. Christ is our Savior. There is no other name under heaven by which man can be saved.